Hey there, and welcome to the Introverted Entrepreneur Podcast. My name is Denise Lee, and I'm a life coach specializing in traumas and addictions. And today I want to talk with you about this idea of obstacles to positivity. There are so many of us who are future millionaires, billionaires, world changers, world influencers, movers and shakers, but the only thing that is getting in the way of our success, our desires, our ambitions is really us. And the most likely reason is your mindset. Now, my question to you is, are you focused on positivity Are you thinking on most days about the things that you can do and the things that matter the most and will help you? Or are you ruminating against all the obstacles and all the haters and all the people who think you're a nobody? Well, if that's the case, listen to today's episode. We're going to be talking about obstacles to a positive mindset. And I want to really dig in deep about for each obstacle, what you can do to eliminate it. Because it's not enough just to identify something. You need some tools. You need resources to be able to help you. And I want to provide that to you. All right. So you're going to get all these tips coming to you after this short break. Hey, 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 and we're back. So glad that you are tuned in and you're dialed into this podcast. If you are listening to this podcast for the first time, the Introverted Entrepreneur Podcast is not just designed for introverts or for entrepreneurs. It's designed for anyone who wants to improve how they relate first and foremost to themselves and then with others. And in this podcast, we're going to be talking about how to communicate with love rather than intimidating people with threats or seducing people with guilt and shame. There's a better way of dealing with people. You know, for example, I was just thinking about an encounter that I saw at church yesterday and I saw a woman with stern eyes and her pupils dilated looking down at her, it looked like her eight-year-old son and saying, I don't care if this is your birthday, you're going to behave in church today. And I remember my husband and I just kind of felt the fire. We looked at each other and like from 10 feet away and I remembered under my breath, happy birthday, Jimmy. And imagine what it was like to be obviously the speaker to feel so much pain and angst and not knowing any other way to communicate. And what about the the receiver feeling fear and feeling resentment and hostility. And what I'm trying to say is that just because you see it in your the world played out time and time again, doesn't mean that there's no other option to communicate. And that's what I want to be talking with you about in our time with one another. So if you haven't done so already, hit the follow or subscribe button wherever you're listening. That way, as soon as I drop an episode, which is usually Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, you'll be able to receive it. And if you're interested in learning more about me, I would encourage you to visit denisegelee.com. There you'll be able to read some of my articles, inquire with private coaching, working with me, some of my other courses, and just resources that can be able to help you. On the banner of my website, there is a life script course that is, I keep telling people about it because this it changed my life. There is a wonderful book by Claude Steiner called Scripts People Live. He was a protege of Eric Byrne, the founder of Transactional Analysis. And in it, what he said that based on the messages that you got from your parents or your school system or your culture, you've been, a, you've been fixed to behave in one of three ways. 
And the life script uh, quiz that I created takes about 10 to 15 minutes to complete. It will break down and explain to you exactly how you were scripted and how it might impact the way you relate to others. Nobody's perfect, and this is not meant to make you feel bad about yourself, but it's able to give you the tools to ask yourself, based on how I was raised, based on how I was influenced, this is how I react to the world. And that's kind of the foundation of this kind of conversation that we're having right now about positive mindset and obstacles to negative thinking, because a lot of us have been scripted, pessimistic, suspicious, negative. And we have to break those chains one way or another. And taking that life script course is a step in the right direction. So I want to encourage you, if you haven't done so already, to go ahead and take that quiz. I'm going to leave links in the show notes below. Also, I just want to put a special plug in for those of you guys who are listening via Spotify. There are a couple of options for you to get in contact with me via Spotify. There's obviously leaving me a voicemail message. There you'll be able to send me a message. Please let me know where you're coming from, your obviously your name, and I would love to hear either what you've been learning or what you've been up to, or more importantly, how you've been growing through this podcast. Your voice is so much more powerful than me just reading comments from uh, emails and, and, and such like that. It's different. And also, if you're not interested in sharing your voice, you also have the ability to write out some of your thoughts via anchor.fm. Either way, I am just absolutely honored and just humbled at your ability to learn more about yourself and grow. And if each one of us is able to have that moment of humility and say, you know what, there's still more within me that I can expand and mature. We can live not just better lives, but we can impact others. I mean, we live in a world where it's just so much chaos and confusion. We can be a bright spot in a very dark world. So get in touch with me. Check out denisegeely.com. Check out the life script. So many different resources. I just want to make sure that you know everything that is within your disposal. So without further ado, I want to talk about like why Am I talking about a positive mindset? And more importantly, why the obstacles? You know, one of the things that I hear so much from clients, prospective clients, people on Twitter, oh, by the way, if you're interested in communicating with me, the most active place that I'm at is Twitter, Denise G. Lee. I'm also leaving links in the show notes below. But anyway, all the places that I'm interacting and with all the people in the community that I have, the common question is, how can I achieve more how can I do more? And really, my only question to you is, how are you thinking? Because here's the thing, your mind is a supercomputer. It is processing tons of things all at the same time, from the smells of like in, in your house to the, the lights and the sound and based on the words and the sights and the sounds and the smells, you're coming to decisions. And based on your decisions will dictate your actions. Beware of your thoughts. 
because they become words. Be care of your words because they come into deeds. And beware of your deeds because they turn into your behavior. Beware of your behavior because it turns into your character. And beware of your character because it turns into your destiny. At work, trying to make money. At the doctor's office, trying to get healthy. And everywhere you are. And so if your mind is just flooded with negative thoughts because you are thinking negatively, you're not only distorting reality, you are missing out on tons of opportunities. You know, I was thinking about one particular client that was frustrated that his kid had to move back in with him due to some financial issues. And he was like, oh, I thought this was going to be my season of being an empty nester and I wouldn't have to deal with a, a, an adult son all over again. And I reminded my client, I'm like, hey, look, just because your adult son is living with you doesn't mean that you your life has to end. Doesn't mean that your ability of self-care has to be hampered just because some other human being living with you. If anything, this is going to be teaching you to reinforce all the things that we have worked together. This is able for you to learn how to build boundaries. This is able for you to model to your own son all the things that he didn't learn during his childhood. This is an opportunity for both of you guys to connect with each other on a level that you could never have done before because of proximity issues. This is what I'm talking about when I'm saying thinking positively. And if you grew up in a very painful, dysfunctional family where everyone was walking around with a rain cloud over their heads and they could only just think about all the bad things around them, it's not a shock that not only are they miserable, but they're living mediocre, unsatisfactory lives. I'm always curious about how people are living their lives and they're enjoying themselves. For example, I remember when I went to a a, a dentist appointment, I was talking with the, the hygienist and I asked her, I said, so do you enjoy her work? Do you, do you enjoy your work? I remember that hearing that long, it's okay. I've been doing it for about 20 years. It pays the bills. Now, what is that about? That is a very defeatist, very melancholy attitude. And is she really doing the best job she can? Is she really waking up and going to work feeling satisfied that she's helping people maintain their oral health? Oh, and by the way, public service announcement, Oral health is so important in terms of your heart health because that plaque can leach out bacteria that can go through your bloodstream and can literally can cause heart disease, strokes, and other types of issues. So do not negate going to the dentist and having regular checkups because your teeth is integral to your body's health. But anyway, the point I'm trying to make here is that for a lot of us, we are just so accustomed to listen to negativity that we fall into a state of settling into stuff that aren't bringing us joy. And if we were honest with yourselves, never did bring us any joy. And so this conversation that we're going to be having is going to be, for some of you guys, it might hit like, <laughs> like a dagger to the heart because you're like, oh my goodness, somebody's challenging me on these things. I'm just so used to being negative. I'm just so used to thinking the obstacles 
And I don't really want to confront these things because if I confront them, then it's going to force me to make some changes. And I'm scared about making the changes. I'll never forget, I made this post on Twitter and I said to the effect that so much, while you may be accustomed to stress, my maybe feel normal to you because you grew up in a very painful and dysfunctional family, too much stress harms our fighter T cells, our immune system, our immune system response. It activates cortisol levels, which is part of our adrenal system, and it can mutate cells and it can cause cancer. And the response that I had from someone was very interesting. She said, well, that might be true. People are coming to this place for help. It's not very helpful in this place, in this juncture to ever talk about these things. And I was in total shock by that. And I make it a rule when somebody is speaking out of sense of fear and of anxiety, unless they're a follower of mine, unless there's someone who's interested in learning more about my perspective, I, I generally don't reply. But I did make a new post aside from responding to her. And I want you to hear this because this is true. When I was about 27 years old, I went to get an endoscopy. That's kind of when they go and they take a little tube, they uh, wire for your, your stomach and kind of just have a, with a little camera and a light kind of examine everything inside of you. And anyway, I had this endoscopy procedure done to examine whether or not I had endometriosis, which is basically kind of fibrous tissue kind of growing outside the uterine lining, kind of causes a very painful periods, uh, a lot of discomfort from females. And anyway, there was no detection of scarring. However, the doctor reported back to me that there was severe scarring along my liver. And he just kind of looked at me and just, Ugh. and I thought about it. And I know for a fact that it was my alcoholism and it was consuming heavy amounts of medication because I didn't want to feel pain. I didn't want to feel discomfort. I just wanted to wipe it away that I was causing so much damage to my body. What is the point that I'm trying to say here? At 27, I was trashing my liver with booze and pills because I didn't want to face reality. And so you may not want to face your reality right now. And if that's the case, please just hit the stop button on this podcast and go about your business because I don't want to talk to people who are just enjoying pain and misery. But if you're not about healing, you should be now. Because sooner or later, health has a way of shaking you violently and telling you, hey, something's wrong. And I'd rather you talk about it right now than talk to a doctor as they're contemplating doing surgeries to help undo some of the errors. And one of the ways that we can be able to enhance our quality of health, enhance our mindset and improve our life is through our mindset. And there's a lot of junk that gets in the way. And I want to share you, share with you some examples in the time that we have remaining about obstacles to a positive mental mindset. And please, this is a great time to get a pen and paper or something to write down so that you can record as an examine. Oh man, this is me. And if journaling or writing down is not an option, I would encourage you at least to take a mental note or re-listen to this podcast episode at a later time. That way you can be able to really take in the information. And I just want to make sure that you're fully supported 
so that regardless of what you do, you have resources available to you. So I'm also going to let you know that this information is going to be included in my course called Amazing Attitude. Amazing Attitude is a 21-day support program, self-study support program, where I talk about one of the amazing ways that we can have positivity in our life and so that we can have an amazing attitude. So without further ado, I want to talk with you about some of the, the reasons. The first thing that I want to talk to you about is guilt. You know, guilt is a little bit different from remorse. And I think a lot of people, they kind of interchange remorse and guilt. Remorse is about things that you did or failed to do and through the lens of history or experience, you learn that in order to prevent certain things from happening again or to help yourself or other people, you're going to either make amends or pay restitution or do some type of action so that you wouldn't be able to make the same mistake. It Remorse helps you heal. Remorse helps you grow. But guilt, guilt is something totally different. Guilt is when you are overly ruminating and you're labeling yourself as a failure and you're self-loathing and you're not able to see your head from your ankle because everything's all blurry and, and weird and discombobulated in your mind. And I know that feeling when you take that regret and you take it to the new orbit of sadness and self-pity and self-loathing. And if you're listening to this podcast, you're human. And so if you've been there, that's normal. But the thing about it is, is if we stay in guilt and pity for too long, we can go into one of three tracks. Depression, where we don't believe that anything is hopeful or anxiety. We're in a constant state of fear, wondering when the ball's going to drop. Or in shame, where we feel as if nobody is would even care to be around us. And there's no escape from that guilt trap. And so if we're going to be able to have a positive mindset, we're going to have to really ask ourselves right then and there, am I indulging remorse where I'm going to have positive action or I'm going to be stuck on guilt where it either lands into depression or anxiety or shame? Because Once you get into that land on the pity train, there's no way out unless you got pills or you um, hijack your own biology by boosting up your serotonin levels and really amping up your self-care routine. And I talk about self-care routines, obviously, in my articles and Amazing Attitude for the detail. But the point I'm trying to make here is that for a lot of us, we've just been so accustomed to being in pity and shame and self-loathing. I'll never forget. I was, this was a couple of years ago, and I was talking to a prospective client, and this is way before I did application forms. And for those of you guys who are aspiring coaches or coaches, and you wonder why you're not really having a good connection with your clients, it's because you're not really clear on who would be a good fit for your program. So I would highly encourage you to have application form. I also, all my prospective clients fill out an application form to make sure that they are comfortable for the work that is involved with working with me. But anyway, I'm sitting with this woman and we're kind of talking about the perspective of working together. 
And she was telling me in the first 15, 20 minutes about how her mother was ruining her life, how she couldn't do anything well, how even her daughter would take sides with her mother and how she felt disempowered despite the fact that she had a very professional, very successful career in the military. In fact, how she wanted to do certain things in her in her life. But she, all she wanted to do was talk to me about her mother and everything that was going wrong in her life. And she just said, I just need to change stuff. And I asked her, are you seeing a therapist? And she says, yes. I said, "Was your ther- how has your therapist been working with you? Has she been giving you resources? And I had to keep interrupting her because all she wanted to do was just go into a self-pity rant. But anyway, the whole point I'm trying to make is that she said that the therapist gave her initially resources, but now she still sees her and she just sits silently for 40 minutes until our time is up. And I just looked at her and I said, how has that been helping you? And then she looked at me and she said, I guess it hasn't been. And you would think after a conversation with that, it would be a wake up call. But, you know, it doesn't work that way. For some of us, we have literally, and that brings me to the next point, addiction to misery. Some of us have become so addicted to stress hormones like cortisol and and norepinephrine and to some extent, even adrenaline, all these stress hormones that normally keep us safe from wild wildebeests and threats and our perception of threats. And now we've just actually become accustomed to it because we're not used to positive things. And if we think something positive is going to happen, we torpedo it instantly because we don't know if the joy is going to last. So we read the news that talk about all the crappy things. We get into tribal warfares with our political team of choice. Oh, by the way, most politicians don't care about you. They only care about money, control, and power, and you're just a useful pawn in their uh, overall plot to take over their own sector that they want to obtain power from. But anyway, I digress on that issue. Too many of us have gotten so sucked into all the things that distract us, and as a result, we just get reinforced the feeling of self-loathing, despair, pity, and when we're in that dark cloud, all we want to do is listen to all the people that will reinforce that sad stuff. I'll never forget in the late 90s when the movie Waiting to Exhale uh, movie came out. And for those of you guys who are Gen Z, you don't really need to know all the details other than Angela Bassett famously torched her lover's car, <laughs> brand new car, and in a cloud of smoke, she looked uh, righteous walking away, even though she was damaging a very expensive property. But anyway, it was starring Whitney Houston, Angela Bassett, and some other stars. But anyway, during that whole movie, there was this overall cloud of men suck, the world sucks, we trying to get money, it's so hard, but us girls, we got to stick together. And so they would just sit over glasses of wine and cheese and just complain about all the things. Now, obviously, there were some positive things that happened. I'm not going to sit here and say the whole movie was a big damper, but a lot of women really could identify with that movie. That's why the movie was so darn popular, because all they wanted to do was to hang around other people who were just as miserable as they are. So my question to you is, if you're addicted to pain, let me ask you, who are the company that you keep? You know, I remember thinking about another incident where I was getting really disgusted with uh, a particular crowd that I was associating with uh, online. And I thought 
initially that it would be a great place to be, but on further reflection, the values that they say they espouse were not matching up to the content of the things that they talked about. And I remember just thinking, I got to get out of here, but I signed a one-year commitment. And I remember just kind of hinting at, we have to be if we want better in our lives, we have to think better, we have to do better. And I was really shocked that I would have such a less of a positive response because everyone wanted to talk about other things that were contrary to what the main, the group's main group was about. I remember again this private message from one particular uh, other member and they said, well, I know these people are so shallow and they're so superficial. And I'm thinking to myself, you've been there for multiple years. Why are you still here? Why are you still here? Too many of us just get into routines and hanging around with people and we know it's unhealthy and we know it's counterproductive and we know that it's not helpful to what we want to obtain but we make excuses. What up with that? How is that yielding us positivity by just saying, well, this sucks and I hate it, but I'm not going to do anything about it. And so the next thing I want to ask you is if you are in hate filled areas, very negative areas, why are you there? Are you there because it's just familiar and comfortable to you? Are you there because you don't believe that you have any other options? And that brings me to the next step is that if we're going to remove these negative thinking and move into more positive mindset, my question is, are you overestimating your fears and underestimating your abilities? You know, for over 10 years or so, I've been learning Spanish. I'll never forget when I went to Costa Rica and I had the most humiliating, this was 2007, 2006, 2007. It was the most humiliating experience going somewhere and not knowing anything. No signs, no borders, barely understanding what was going on. The only thing I think I knew back then was um, hello and goodbye. <laughs> and it was really hard because at that moment, I thought to myself, I'm never going to go to a Latin American country ever again and not understand at least something beyond just the basics. And would I say my experience learning Spanish since all these years have been easy? No, I have had so many different experiences where I would try to speak Spanish to people and they would only speak to me in English. I would only, or when I try to speak, they would ignore me. I've had really some bad, terrible experiences. And the only people that would indulge me in speaking Spanish were people that I paid for. But here's the thing, everybody's selfish. Everybody is committed to their own self-motivated interests. So yeah, I don't think anyone, uh, unless they care about me or care about developing a relationship, is interested in correcting someone on their language. The same way when you kind of go to any type of public place and you're seeing somebody struggling with a language, you, unless you have to deal with them, you would ignore them or you try to avoid them so you can go about your business. Let's just be honest. We as human beings were selfish people. But at the time, I didn't understand that. All I wanted to do was say, oh my goodness, everything and everyone is against me and I'm not going to be able to do it. So let's just stop right now because this all sucks. Do you see how self-defeating that is? And instead of recognizing that everybody who learns multiple languages goes through a process of feeling intimidated or scared. And the only way you get better at things is through practicing. You don't 
luck up on success automatically. There's war wounds and scars that come along the way. I've always been amazed when I speak to aspiring entrepreneurs and they expect off the cuff within a year that they'll make six figures. Well, you may or you may not. But then it's like they'll compare them to a a mentor in their industry that's very successful. Like you don't know how many years this person has gone through. You don't know the trials and errors. You just see their end result and you want that. And that actually brings me to another point where I was just thinking about this this morning while I was out, out walking the dog. I was thinking that there are so many 18 year olds or are just young people who for the during the whole 18 years of life they became accustomed to a lifestyle afforded by their parents that took them over 20 years to accumulate and then because they become so accustomed to that lifestyle they become entitled and in fact enraged if they don't get paid top dollar they're not praised for all their efforts and they're not stroked for all the good things that they quote unquote do and distorts reality and they become bitter because i they they think that they're a entitled stuff but here's the thing another obstacle is that people are expecting things that may not be up to reality in fact positive people have no expectations period because when we have expectations behind the expectation are shoulds or rules or expecting people to mind read you and all these other cognitive distortions or a fancy way of saying you're thinking bad baby (laughs) and you're not able to roll with the punches and deal with reality and reality is not necessarily kind or in our favor or even what we want and if we want to be able to be positive people we're going to have to ask ourselves am I really thinking of things accurately Am I expecting people to behave and think the way I want them to behave? That's lunacy. Or do I have a standard that even I can't even meet and I'm expecting other people to meet? Look, here's the thing. I have even goals for myself that I can't even meet, even when I planned it out. And if I can say that about myself, why are you holding people to a standard that even if they said they're going to do, they may not even be able to do it even on their best day? Stop holding people accountable for things that they may not be able to do. And if you're putting that much power onto other people, where is your own personal power? Where is your own ability to persevere and to have resilience? You're giving that all the way. I talk a lot about in my course, Amazing Attitude, about owning your own personal power, because I think for a lot of us, we are not at the level that we need to be Because we're giving so much of our self-esteem, our self-worth, our own sense of personal pride, not hubris. Hubris is a false sense of ego, okay? I'm talking about pride, a a, a sense of inner accomplishment and inner work. We're giving it all away. And I don't want that to be your story, your tale. I don't want you to be at the end of your life and say, you know what? I didn't do anything because I let fear and worries and anxiety and pessimism and suspicion and to ruin my life you deserve better and it requires you to take action so as I kind of end this podcast episode my question to you is where are you thinking the most negative where are you needing to make some internal cleanup do you need to 
focus on not getting to that guilt? Are you comparing yourself to someone that you don't really even know? Are you overestimating your fears and underestimating your ability to succeed? And are you spending way too much time to toxic and hate-filled people or content online or wherever? I want to know. Send me a message via anchor.fm slash Denise Sheely. Obviously, you, you can send me a tweet at Twitter and or some of the other places. I'm leaving, leaving links in the show notes below because I really want to hear this because for a lot of us, we are just as sick as our secrets. And if we don't admit it, how the heck are we going to grow from it? Because I want you to grow. Obviously, you're listening to this podcast because you want to grow because you want to change your life. So I just want you to do some action. Well, that is it. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode. If you enjoyed this message, please share it with somebody else. That way we can amplify the message. And obviously follow this podcast if you haven't done so already. And write a review. I know I've got people on Apple Podcasts, so write a review. That way uh, we can amplify this message. Well, thank you so much for listening. Take care and be awesome.